my husband was like, okay, I put a deposit down on a dog, but I I wasn't going to tell you, but I wanted to make sure that this is what you wanted before I go ahead with it. And I, I really appreciated him letting me know before, because I did think about it. best and worst decision I think I could have made oh my god I can't imagine like the energy it's wild it's very wild and I was like I'm not it I'm prepared um and then what happened when it ended up happening was I'm like I'm gonna like do decompression walks we're gonna like do adventures she would get so wound up that she would just escalate in her behavior so I would have to like decompression her from a decompression walk oh and my so- god I ended up hiring another trainer because I'm like, I don't know what else to do with this yeah. dog. Working. So she was like, do shorter walks and like, you know, just do shorter, more frequent walks instead. And that really, really helped. But then yeah. I also found like she ritualizes really hard. So if she sees a cat on a corner once, she's always checking. Oh, yeah. Every single mm-hmm. So it's just like, <laughs> I'm learning a lot, but I'm... <laughs> very I'm so I'm so impressed anyone with the high high energy high energy dog I'm like wow I'm very very impressed yeah I I I knew what I was doing and I also did not know what I was yeah I know it's always it's yeah I know I I can totally relate Hi, welcome back to Telltale Dog, the podcast. I'm your host, certified dog trainer, Elizabeth Silverstein, and I have with me Bernadette Toe, who is a co-trainer with Raintown Dog Training in Vancouver, BC, Canada, and who works part-time at Petite Paws Play Care, a daycare for small dogs. She has her diploma in canine behavior science and technology and is studying with the Academy for Dog Trainers. She's also the human behind the Instagram account, Hershey the Weenie, that features her five-year-old mini dachshund, Hershey. Hi, Bernadette. How are you? Hi, Elizabeth. I'm good. Thanks. Well, thank you so much for doing this with me. It's a pleasure to meet you via Zoom. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm not sure I found Hershey's account, but uh, stumbled on it somehow. And I just really enjoyed what you were doing with him. And it's it's just so nice to see little dogs. I think more and more people are showcasing their little dogs and what they can do. And I just love yeah. that folks are doing that. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's been it's been fun. It's been fun. Uh, challenging at times, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, boxes aren't easy. They're some of the feistiest little dogs. <laughs> yeah, he's a pretty, pretty vocal guy. So it's uh, a lot of management sometimes. <laughs> Do you live in an apartment? Yeah, yeah, we live in an apartment. Sometimes I worry about the noise complaints, but <laughs> we're doing our best. There you go. That's all. That's all you could do. Uh, how long have you had Hershey? Uh, he'll be five in May, and we had him when he was a puppy, so almost five years. Um, were you a dog trainer before you got him, or did you start with Hershey? No, after, after, yeah. So I started well three years ago at Cassie in twenty twenty, and then kind of went from there quit my other job and just just went went all in 
You mentioned Cassie, so that's the Companion Animal Sciences Institute, right? That's right. Yes. Okay. Just wanted to yeah. mention. Okay, perfect. And do you mind sharing what your previous career was? Yeah, I was um, in pastry, so I was in F and B for a long time. Okay. <laughs> and um, yeah, after I got Hershey, about a year after. Um, I started getting really interested in canine behaviors. So um, I asked around um, with other trainers and this course came up and it seemed like a really good foundational course. It's not like a training cert, right? It's uh, like a diploma for um, canine behavior, but uh, I thought it was a good place to start and it was good. It was good. Uh, it was intense, but it was good. Uh, and then after that, I was like, okay, I think I want to continue. And um, so I enrolled in the Academy for Dog Trainers and about almost a year in now. So I'm I'm hoping to finish that by, by next year. Okay. I'm excited. Yeah. Okay. So it was basically getting Hershey and basically getting the training bug. Is that pretty much? Yeah. Yeah. Like it really sparked my interest and it, it was time for a change for me. I felt um, in terms of career and um, yeah, I just, it was the interest in canine behavior. I think that really, really sparked it all. And I I learned about that also on, on Instagram. So it, kind of a love hate relationship with that. <laughs> I get that. Uh, Social media is so good and so bad in so many ways. I know. Did you have experience with dachshunds before you got Hershey? No, it's just I've always wanted a dachshund. And I guess to be completely honest, I, I didn't really do my research when... I got them I was just like oh they're so cute and I love them so much and I've just wanted one you know all all my life so we got one and uh yeah they're a crash course afterwards they're, they're very um they're just he's just such a character they just have these big personalities in this these really small bodies mm-hmm. And I, I appreciate you sharing that because that's a pretty common thing in my clients where they're like, well, I was told that they're, these dogs are great family dogs and easily trained, or I like the look of these dogs. And then they bring yeah. them into their homes. And there is yeah. a big difference between like what you think a dog is going to be. Yeah, yeah. And what they can be, especially if you're not sure what they're bred to do or what their characteristics exactly, are. Exactly, exactly. So I highly recommend people look into what the dog they want is, is bred for, for mm-hmm. sure. Because, you know, if you don't like barking, if you don't enjoy barking, you probably wouldn't consider getting a dachshund. And if you don't want to do anything with your dog, then definitely don't get a dachshund. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, but, you know, I I love him and he's great. Um, He definitely has some big feelings. So uh, we're we're working on that. Otherwise, he's, he's, he's great. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's okay to talk about the challenging parts yeah <laughs> yeah dogs are very rewarding but also can be <laughs> as she pops up again yeah um, they can be really really uh challenging sometimes yeah yeah you had this interest you decided to pursue um getting an education and learning more about behavior and then you're doing a couple of different things too so you're a co-trainer with Raintown, and then you yeah. work 
time at a, a daycare for small dogs. So I'd love to start with yeah. first the daycare or the, um, the training. Oh my gosh. That story is like, so <laughs> intertwined because I was looking to work with dogs in kind of just any capacity, right? Like in, in 2020. So I, I put out like a story on Instagram, like I'm looking, I'm looking to work with dogs. And then this girl I've been following came back and said, Hey, um, I'm looking for someone. I manage a daycare. And then um, I think around in December, I started kind of doing a couple days. But this was the year before the year before. So it's been like over, a little over a year. And then um, she was taking the same course as uh, I was with Cassie. And then when we both, we both graduated around the same time and we were looking, you know, to shadow with, with a trainer. And then we both ended up actually going with, with Raintown. So now Raintown trains out of the daycare on, on weekends and in the evenings. So it's all like one, one family now. Okay. So did you start Raintown or you joined Raintown? Uh, Oh no, I joined. I joined. Yeah. Yeah. So the daycare, the daycare came, came first, I believe. Okay. And then, so that all kind of just, it all worked out. Yeah. It's, it's a good story. I like telling, I like telling that story. (laughs) Yeah. That is really cool. And I think it speaks to, cause that's what I found personally is like when you kind of, you know, put feelers out or when you try something, really cool things I think happen around dogs and yeah just got kicked in the face (laughs) yeah right in there I feel like dogs and toddlers they just I know I like to say in your face (laughs) (laughs) but yes really cool things happen I think when you just try and I've I've had some really cool experiences and I've had some really not great experiences but I've been able to keep trying and uh, be able to find my people and be able to do what I love in in some really cool ways as well so there's there's something a little magical about it it's a very very hard job (laughs) yeah it is but I I feel like the community is is really supportive like I don't think I've ever come into a space and I'm talking about like you know social media as well because there is you know a community on there uh, but yeah, just I don't think I've ever experienced this kind of support and acceptance, and always I feel like very validated when I bring up you know certain things that I'm struggling with. So it's been it's been really awesome. Yes. So how did you find? So I, I think I garnered from your social media that you are a positive reinforcement trainer. Do you have a certain label for yourself? I guess positive reinforcement based slash free that's well that's what it says on my profile (laughs) that's what I kind of kind of call myself um yeah yeah okay and how did you find those methods was that just built into the curriculum did you explore different methods um no I I don't remember exactly when I think it might have been like a year into when when we had Hershey, I kind of stumbled upon positive reinforcement on Instagram. And at that point, it was just all like, I didn't know what that was. So I looked into it. And then um, I started learning about, you know, like the four quadrants and stuff. And that was that was even more confusing, like all these, all these terms. But um, the more I looked into it, um, the more people I found that were positive reinforcement based, and then it just kind of snowballed 
from there and then I just uh, looked into it so I guess the good thing about um, that is that I kind of had you know a basic idea of what what it was going into taking Cassie which made it a little bit easier so I didn't I wasn't like a blank slate you know when I when I went in so I already had a little bit of background and had looked into it a little bit and then it's it was interesting to me that you're you're at a daycare for small dogs and that was kind of just almost coincidental right you yeah but yeah um, yeah it just so happened that it's a small dog daycare and it's like oh I have a small dog but it's um yeah I've never you know worked in a daycare or a space with like really big dogs I'm sure that's very different but with small dogs I mean I I wouldn't say they're easier to manage I mean there's still a lot of management going on there I mean in terms of any incidents that happen it is easier to resolve because they are smaller um, I imagine it would be a lot harder to do that with uh, big bigger dogs but um, it's it's been an experience and I'm glad that I I'm glad that I had that have this chance to kind of work with a lot of dogs in in one space I I've worked at a doggy daycare for about six months I think and you don't learn body language quicker than when oh my gosh yeah <laughs> honestly yes one 100 you learn so much so fast mm -hmm. just observing so many dogs in in one space for sure yeah it's a it's a great it's a great great learning experience it is yes especially if you have like the good a good setup and support from you know the managers and all of yeah, that yeah but yeah I feel like doggy daycares can go south really quickly if you're just yes yes yeah. and I'm yeah and I'm I'm actually really fortunate to work with people there who do have experience with with dogs so the majority of the people there like they know how to like read body language and they've taken courses and things so that definitely is is a plus yes yeah does Hershey go to work with you or does he not enjoy doggy daycare no he he does not enjoy it <laughs> only when I absolutely have to and I don't have a choice I'll bring him otherwise he I feel like he's happier at home <laughs> yeah it's not for every dog for sure I know no for definitely not definitely not and are you from Canada? Yes. Yeah, I'm from BC. I was born and born and raised in Vancouver. So it's the weather's nice now. Usually it's rainy. You're, you're on that uh, West Coast, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah. That West Coast, like most West. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then did your love of dogs come from somewhere? Did you grow up with dogs or it was just something you stumbled into as an adult? No, I didn't. I always wanted... I've always wanted a dog and uh, we ended up as kids, we got, we had a cat, we had fish and we had a hamster, <laughs> but no, no dogs. And then um, I think it was for either for our anniversary. No, it was for my, for my birthday. My husband was like, okay, I put a deposit down on a dog, but I, I wasn't going to tell you, but I wanted to make sure that this is what you wanted before I go ahead with it. And I 
I really appreciated him letting me know before because I did think about it, you know, for about a week before before I said yes. So it wasn't just like a puppy in a box. <laughs> Happy birthday. Yeah. So um yeah, that was uh yeah, it was weird that I've wanted a dog all my life, but I still I'm glad I still thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, even though I did and I was like, okay, let's do this, um, it's never what you think it's gonna be raising a raising a puppy you learn so and, much so quickly <laughs> yeah yeah like right off the bat it's just like okay now we're in charge of this little living being mm-hmm. it's so yeah. stressful I, know. I don't actually remember like I remember the good parts and I don't know if it's just because my brain's blocked the bad parts but I think so, because I, I do think the good parts outweigh the bad parts, um, mm-hmm. but I hear a lot from clients like, well, my dog that recently died that was 15 year, years old was perfect, and now this yeah. puppy is not yeah. perfect. Yeah, it's so, yeah, and like, even if you've had a dog since a puppy for 15 years, you just don't remember how it was during the first two or three years, you know, like puppyhood and adolescence. And now that, you know, I'm working with parents who have adolescent dogs and, um, and they struggle and I just, I feel for them so much because I know this time is going to pass, but when you're in it, it just seems just too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Especially with, you know, your German Shepherds, <laughs> your Border Collies. So like... Oh my gosh. And then what goals do you have for the future for yourself as a dog trainer? After I finish the academy, I do, I'm thinking about specializing in um, aggression and reactivity. I feel like a lot of those, well, I feel like dogs who experience that, they're they're very misunderstood. So I kind of wanted to bring more um information and and knowledge on on that aspect yeah because her she does have big feel I call it big feelings but you know he he does exhibit you know reactive behaviors and because he's a small dog um, people aren't scared and they they make comments and they're less likely to give us space whereas I feel like if I had a bigger dog they, they would have no problem giving us space but just being able to to relate to to other people who are you know going through kind of the same thing I think is is really big just connecting with a lot of a lot of people yes it's very very common and it feels very very isolating yeah yeah it does for sure for sure yeah yeah my Malinois is reactive and she's come a long way but it can be scary because yes it's like she just throws her whole self into it it's like whoa <laughs> yeah yeah like I can't imagine how it is with with a bigger with a bigger dog yeah yeah it can be tough but she's she's doing pretty good looking yeah. at turning those triggers into cues we yeah cats too <laughs> she wants to get the cats <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <Not> <laughs> So you describe Hershey as a small boy with big feelings and that's tied to his reactivity mm-hmm. or is that just how he lives life? Just with like big, big, extreme emotions. 
it's mostly I mean he does have a big personality but it is the feelings that he has towards mainly dogs I mean people yes but um dogs we have we have a lot of we have issues with um I can't remember when that started because I remember just as a puppy he was he was just like I'm like this dog doesn't doesn't bark are you sure we are you sure we have a have a dachshund and somewhere along the way um I mean we had a couple not great interactions with bigger dogs I don't I can't say whether that's what what caused it yeah we're we're working we're working on it now so it's uh work in work in progress yeah yes and it, it gets easier I know it's hard um, especially when you're working on things in increments to like see progress so yeah yeah but it's there it's happening yeah and it's also like you know environment plays such a big role in that and in our area it's just so dog friendly and so many people have have dogs here um so it's it's more it's it's more difficult just to manage the environment in terms of trying to avoid avoid triggers i mean even like jingling dog tags right well, it's an alert right like where are they <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And his triggers have become my triggers, right? So if I hear it before him, my shoulders just yeah. Oh no, tense up. I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. It's always the the time I don't check the peephole that there's a dog, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like we'll be fine, and then nope, it's oh over. Yeah. When did you start the Hershey the Weenie Instagram account? Oh, I started it when we brought him home so almost five years ago but I would say I probably didn't start getting into it until about two years ago like actually consistently um making content and stuff and before that it was just like cute pictures of of my dog and then now as I learn more I'm trying to put out like more information with like a little side of humor, like trying to make it a little funny. Cause I mean, you do get into very sensitive, sensitive topics, right. And things that are kind of heavy. So bringing a little humor into it, it's kind of lighten things up a little bit. Yes. Yeah. It is helpful. And I think also with humor and like connecting with people, cause it's uh that can really help because people do feel alone, especially if they're struggling with reactivity. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right, Bernadette. Well, I think that was all the questions that I had. Was there anything else that you wanted to add? No, I don't think so. I wasn't ready for that question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Any questions for me? Yeah. Awesome. And where can folks find you if they want to follow along with your journey or Hershey's journey? Uh, I'm on I'm on Instagram, so Hershey the Weenie. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I feel like Instagram is already enough. Like I kind of tried to venture into TikTok. <laughs> it's too much. Yeah, it's a lot. Yes. Well, I will link to that so people can find you there. And then, all right. So I will do the little sign off. And at the very end, I'll have one final question for you. Okay. Sure. 
This has been Telltale Dog, the podcast with your host, Elizabeth Silverstein, certified dog trainer in Central Arkansas, and my guest today, Bernadette Toe. Music has been provided by Jim Giago of Seven Second Chance. Find more of his work on iTunes and Spotify, and stick around <laughs> for after the music for some final advice from Bernadette. Well, Bernadette, before we sign off completely, what advice do you have for someone who's thinking about bringing home a small dog or who maybe has a small dog at home with some big feelings of their own? Ooh, good question. I think getting comfortable with advocating for your dog in whichever way, you know, is most comfortable for for you because like I'm say I'm not a very confrontational person uh so like I have I use like leash flags um to kind of you know tell people you know how my dog feels but um if other people are comfortable just being more vocal about it I think that's really important because sometimes I feel like small dogs don't get the respect don't get as much respect as big dogs do when they ask for space and that's kind of one thing that kind of I I really want to work on is is advocating for my dog